Welcome to Worker Movement, a podcast dedicated to the working class, a podcast dedicated to raising class consciousness. This podcast is for you, for us, for the worker. This episode is basically about the U.S.'s ability to impose their political desires on their countrymen or other foreign countries through imperialism. So it's the U.S.'s capability of telling their people what they should do versus telling foreign countries people what they should do. We're going to compare the COVID response in the U.S. to the U.S.'s imperialism abroad, most recently within Cuba, where it's apparently fashionable to go out and protest the communist government by having American Blue Lives Matter flags, because I think those are a hot-selling item in Cuba. I live in a foreign country, and I support American cops. I support cops in a foreign country. Yeah, I don't get that. Over, like, minorities who have been systematically oppressed similar to i guess the oppression that they say they're feeling from the communist party so they are like in a way in this weird like meta where they support individuals of authoritarian nature while simultaneously protesting authoritarian i guess rule that they claim it to be and i really can't comprehend it like it's it's shockingly stressful in my brain to think about how dumb all this is and the only thing I can think of is that it's just like a dog whistle for U.S. support. That maybe the, the people there, like if I put a blue lives flag up or something, that the U.S. will bomb us. I, 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 don't, I don't know. It's, it's, so, it's so maddening, I don't even understand it. And then the other part that's maddening is like the U.S. news is so fucking lazy or they think the U.S. is so dumb that and, they, and we are or people in general are. They can sh- literally show protests from other areas of the world and say this is Cuba, and you see it with with just like this little random picture all, from all over the world. I'm like, oh, look at they're they're protesting in Cuba. And you're like, wait a minute, that's like Argentina. Just because they're brown doesn't make them Cuban. So the U.S. appears to be very clearly meddling to some degree in Cubans' affairs, and this is manifesting through these what we're going to call fake protests that appear to be completely sponsored by the U.S. and it appears to just be a propaganda move directed at the U.S. population. I don't think there's any intent of actually sowing discontent in the actual country of Cuba. Yeah, I think that's true. Because I don't know how you can take an island that has been underneath, like, basically U.S. war crimes for 50 years, 60 years now, and convince them that the U.S. is the right people to follow. And you're talking about the embargo, which the U.S. enforces, and it isn't perhaps enforced militarily, but it's enforced through soft power by saying stuff like, well, you can bring medicine to Cuba, but if we see that boat in the U.S., we're going to turn it away. So it's a way of defining what your resource allocation is and saying that you can't actually help Cuba or you'll incur some other penalty somewhere else. But on paper, it looks like, well, we allow medicine to Cuba or food or whatever kind of societal good they want to distribute. Yeah, it's the same idea of you can travel there. But it's limited travel. Like people that live in northern United States can travel freely to Canada and back. You can travel to Mexico, right? But you can't travel to Cuba, which is a very small boat right away, and waste your money there because of the embargo. So not only are they hurting from the fact that they don't have access to Western 
things like medicine and what we want to call the nonsense that the capitalists will tell you that they've created. But you're also, they don't get any extra money because people can't travel there and just freely enjoy Cuba for what it is, which is a nice island nation to go to vacation in. You can go to Haiti if you want to, I guess. But you can go to Trinidad and Tobago. You can go anywhere you want to. You can go to Jamaica. You can go to all these places for vacation, but you can't go to Cuba, which is another reason why they don't have any money there because they can't have tourists from the United States there. But really what it comes down to is that the U.S. has pushed its imperialistic agenda everywhere. It uses both hard and soft power, as you can see, for regime change. The Cuban people have resisted it for 60-plus years. The U.S. news makes it appear to be bigger than what it really is because it's purely to get the right wing agitated. This feels like it's just a voting thing where they're trying to get the you know, right wing Cubans to give more money to DeSante, whatever the guy's name is. DeSantis? Fuck that guy. It feels like it's one of those every couple of years there's some Cuban propaganda that has to go through just to remind you that the U.S. hates brown people and that there's a group of psychopaths in Cuba who follow along with this insanity. While the rest of the country really doesn't give a shit at all, is that accurate? Like, does anybody in a northern state care? Nobody cares because it doesn't impact them because there's like, there's more, it's, there's nobody there. Like, nobody cares about Cuba. It, it's, the, it's the Cold War policy that nobody understands because everybody that would that lived it is, de- is dead or dying with dementia. Or of COVID, which brings us to our next point. So the U.S. spends an exorbitant amount of time and resources attempting to, I guess, spread propaganda about what Cuba is or isn't doing to the U.S. population. But at the same time, the U.S. is completely incapable of directing their own people to receive a vaccination that, by all medical accounts, is generally effective and safe. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's really weird that the U.S. can put all this energy into propaganda, pure propaganda everywhere. They're able to convince the majority of the population at any point in time that North Korea is bad or China's bad or, you know, there's so many immigrants coming across the border that by 2025, everybody's going to be brown. Like, they, they just can convince lots and lots of people. But at the same time, they can't tell you that you should get a shot to save your life. The other part is that they're so shitty at this that capital can't even trust them to make it healthy enough for everybody to go out. So capital just basically pushes for policies like removing any type of blockades. Just go out and die. Who gives a shit because you're too stupid to, to actually get the vaccination. And there's some weird false incentives too. Like what incentive does an insurance company have to incentivize vaccinations because if you're old and you're seeking insurance the insurance company wants you to die at 65 instead of 80 so that they don't have to pay for your medical bills for 15 years i mean <laughs> the, the false incentive is honestly if the older generation died the younger generations would have more i want everybody to think about that because the way capitalism allows hoarding it allows individuals to who have access to go do things like have you know a million dollars in retirement but live in a retirement community and not spending any of it it's just there so your kids can get money when you die. But that money doesn't do anything for anybody because it's just passed down to like individual people. And that, and that individualism is what hurts like everybody. Besides a small PMC class that lives in suburban United States, they love this. The U.S. has the ability to message its general population on what the COVID vaccine is, encourage you to take it. And you see this in the form of random infomercials by the CDC or your given state's health department or your university or healthcare systems that are state-specific or regional. They all go short of saying, you're going to do this. There hasn't been any mandates. It's all a suggestion. It's an attempt to convince people that their, I guess, medical point of view not getting the shot is wrong and they need to change their mind or something. But the very same propaganda that's effective, such as the Blue Lives Matter flag or the Cuba is, you know, really a 
communist shithole and all the capitalists are complaining. It's the same exact messaging, but we choose not to do it on the vaccine. Like, we're not doing it. We're doing these shitty infomercials. We're, we're trying to get people to vaccinate voluntarily. But why, why not run a propaganda campaign to get everybody vaccinated? Not only should you run the vaccination campaign, but you should stop at, at, at just saying it's good for you. you. You can go one step further, and I think Biden's almost hinting at this, where you're calling somebody unpatriotic. Like, there's the same emotional stresses that are caused by patriotism or nationalism. You can apply to this, that you're not being patriotic if you don't take the vaccination. Now, I don't agree with patriotism, nationalism, all that insanity, but it's the people you're targeting do. So if you target them and call them a bunch of dumb bitches for not getting the vaccination, they might get it because they want to do it. The other, the other issue is because of the bureaucracy of the world around us, there is a separation between, I think what we'll consider to be the PMC, the professional class, the people who write the media, people who write the propaganda, and those that are consuming it. Because the United States has not unleashed their CIA, basically, uh, machine against the people, they don't know how to message. Because their job isn't to message to the poor or the working class or to everybody else that's questioning it. Their, their job is just to message blankly, oh, get your shot, it's good for you. But really what you need is people who actually understand what messaging is, and that's all tied up in international warfare that the United States uses against Cuba and other places. So what we really need is to bring back Dick Cheney, Donald Rumsfeld from the grave, and Colin Powell and tell them that they should run a propaganda campaign to convince the U.S. that they should all get vaccinated. Yes, and then send them back to hell. <laughs> or, and this is a beautiful time, we could send them to Cuba but the U.S. part of Cuba, which is actually the shittiest part of the entire island, Guantanamo Bay, which I believe they participated in opening. What's interesting is all that old guard that understands the Cuban influence, the people that were in the government in the 70s and 80s, they're all dying. So it's actually great because people don't really understand. Like Nobody in any generation that at all beyond the boomers actually understands the Cuban issues because I don't understand... Why? Why is a problem at all? My kids have no idea. They don't give a shit. They're like, why? Why don't they have medicine? It's like, well, because Joe Biden hates children. And they go, oh, that makes sense. If you were to ask anybody under the age of forty, you think forty is too old, or is that about right? I mean, you could probably ask my 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 parents are in their sixties, right? You could probably ask them, and they would be like, they have no idea what the fuck's like, going on. What is the Cuban Missile Crisis? Tell me the geopolitical constraints, the forces, the tension that was the Cuban Missile Crisis. And people are going to look at you like, what are you talking about? There was a Bay of Pigs. So your point about the old guard is really interesting in that a lot of the U.S.'s geopolitical struggles and adversaries are a result of previous, basically, adversarial actions. So you have Cuba, originated 1962, Cuban Missile Crisis. The Soviets put nuclear missiles in Cuba. The U.S. got all hot and bothered, but it was really just a retaliation because the U.S. put nukes in Turkey on the USSR's border. So it's basic political, I guess, gamesmanship, diplomacy. Everybody withdraw their nukes, and it's all fine. But we're still messing around with Cuba some 60 years later, and the same people that did it in 1962 have no involvement in government anymore. And nobody else cares because they don't even know what happened. So we're holding this six-year grudge against Cuba for, like, absolutely no reason. 
but we seem committed to perpetuating the propaganda on the U.S. population that Cuba is bad. And it's like, why? Why don't we spend that resource on getting people vaccinated? Yeah, and not sending dick-shaped rockets to the low-Earth orbit. Because nobody actually understands what Cuba is. Like, no one understands what is Cuba. If you talk about Cuba, the only thing people might understand is that you can get cigars and there's Guantanamo Bay. Like, that's it. Which brings us back to the important part of Cuba. Like, if you understood what it was like to live in Cuba and the ability for them to be self-sufficient because of the U.S. blockade, you would understand that they're actually able to build a society in which everything is provided to you. In fact, ramp up their doctors and medicine. Everything that they're, they're doing for basically survival benefits their entire country. It's the U.S.'s blockade against them that's hurting their people. I mean, Cuba sends thousands of doctors away every year from Cuba in exchange for oil and other resources because they don't have much to trade except for that knowledge base. So Cuba's on its own has has because it it's society first, it's it's collectivism first, has found a way to not only survive the US genocide against them, their imperialistic intentions against them, you know, but also, you know, in some cases unnecessarily thrive, but you know, make the best of what they have. And the one thing that, that Cuba has, which is actually really unique if you try to look at it, is they don't have culturally a destruction of their um, society and the way of life that capitalism brings when you have a bunch of like urban sprawl. So they don't have a bunch of McDonald's and Starbucks and weird stuff that just ate up all of their cultural buildings like you do in downtown every every major city, right? You go down to like Boston and you have all these shitty stores that or Chicago on Michigan Ave that took over all these historical buildings to put in shitty stores everywhere. You don't have that in Cuba. You mean they don't have the Sears, I mean Willis Tower? So Cuba has developed a pretty effective COVID vaccine. takes three shots. They're attempting to share it with various countries and appear willing to provide it without a license or cost. So they're actually interested in using their medical advancement to help others, which you really can't say about the U.S., given their proclivity to hoard the mRNA vaccines and save for booster shots that will apparently benefit the U.S. when an escape variant mutates in a foreign country because the foreign country didn't get vaccinated. Yep. So the U.S. is willing to expend resources on these propaganda campaigns in foreign countries, South America, based on some geopolitical assessment of some neolib sitting in a think tank going like, well, I wonder if we did this. Could we get lithium from a mine or something? But they are completely incapable of saying, well, what if we gave vaccines to the developing world so that people got less COVID and therefore fewer mutations occurred, which would not affect our people or any people, and we could get the economy rolling again. Like that's not presented as a coherent objective of any of this it is a really strange propaganda machine everywhere because the u.s is focusing on and it happens a lot under shit libs that if you just follow the rule of law or you follow society's norms that everything's be better which is different than under conservatives which which is all fear-mongering you're a piece of shit but together though the actual story is get your shot to return back to the way of life and if you don't get a piece of shot you're a piece of shit for ruining the economy right that that's the propaganda that the u.s should use for capitalists right that's because that's literally what it is i hate using the word literally because it's like literally the u.s should just use that propaganda because that's what it is it, it's you need to get back to work because we're tired of paying for your lazy ass to work and we're tired of you not buying stuff and 
If you get the shot and get the herd immunity, we can focus on saving everybody else. India just topped 4 million COVID deaths, at least. That's a lot of dead people. How many are in China, by the way? 1.7 billion or something. And how many do they have die? I do not believe it is 4 million. I don't believe 4 million people have even contracted it in China. Yeah, it's because they, they locked it down. They did what was important for the national security. They held those accountable in the areas to support it. They gave everybody the resources to fight it. And guess what? It's over with now. And it gave away the shot. And it was a part of national pride. So you want to use nationalism, use it in a way that's actually constructive and get people to take the vaccination and not use it for the imperialistic world around us. Now, we're speaking in neoliberalism terms because it's, it's important for everybody listening to understand that propaganda works. Not because we want it to, but because propaganda works. And there are intentions behind propaganda, and you hear it every day. You hear it in the way that people talk about, you know, you could be a junior achiever and go be an entrepreneur somewhere. Or the idea that if you just pick yourself up by the bootstraps, you can be anything you want to. Or hard work pays off and all this silly shit. Well, that's simply not true. But it's the only way for propaganda and capitalism to work is to get you to believe that if you work hard and exchange your life for somebody else's money so they can go to, the, go to space, that somehow you'll be better off. So that propaganda works. And if you focus it correctly, you can actually do great things for society, like telling people what their real message is, which is get vaccinated so you don't fucking die, dummy. Someday, if you work hard enough, your boss can go to space. I think I think that Dick had actually said to everybody, you paid, you helped build this to all the employees you helped me do this like i stole all your money to all my customers i stole all your money i also i want to thank uh every amazon employee and every amazon customer because you guys paid for all of this <laughs> so seriously for every amazon customer out there and every amazon employee thank you from the bottom of my heart very much uh, it's very appreciated while you were peeing in a cup i was building a rocket yeah. So thank you for your contribution. And we're joking about this, but at some level, capital is very interested in making money during COVID. And on July 19th, you saw the market go down and you saw everybody get flustered and say, oh, the, the Delta variant, it's going to affect capital and it's going to affect the economy. And even though it's not going to be the U.S., it's all interconnected because it's the world economy. And it's like, did anybody believe that the Delta variant was going to affect anything COVID-wise in the U.S., the U.S. hasn't done fucking anything to protect workers or anything. It's just pure exploitation. If a couple hundred thousand people have to die to continue the capitalist game, like, it's no skin off anybody's back because capital doesn't care. They don't care. And that's what's strange about their inability to choose propaganda is the propaganda is already foisted on everybody of COVID is fine. Just get back to work. Like, that's the propaganda they went with. And it seems like they're doubling down and, like, continuing to choose that as, well, we've already made this decision and it's sunk costs and we can't we can't go back on it now, even though it would be way better for everybody, like, literally everybody, to say you should get vaccinated. We were wrong. We misled you. We fucked up. You should get your shot. That'll never happen, though. Never. Because they have to admit that they're wrong what the true intentions are which is to work you to death and fly dick-shaped rockets to the moon and wear cowboy hats like an asshole. Under U.S. imperialism, more resources are spent attacking countries that attack capitalism, that, that do not follow the United States' you know, requirement that you be purely exploitable. They spend more money on that than they do 
actually in propaganda or messaging to the American people to protect themselves in society. So they would rather, again, attack a foreign entity than they would protect internally. And that's because imperialism has no idea how to handle non-military conflicts. For future episodes and to learn more about the worker movement, join us at workermovement.com.